Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, my name's Stuart Miles and welcome to the Apocalypse Podcast. Apple has held its annual developer conference, WWDC, in Cupertino, which I attended and revealed several new features of its various software platforms like macOS, iOS, iPadOS and watchOS. Aside from updates to its software, the company also launched an updated MacBook Air with a new design that supports the next iteration of its Mac processors, M2, and teased on the future CarPlay advancements as well. Joining me to discuss all the news and what it means for you are Pocket Britta O'Boyle and Rick Henderson. So without further ado, let's get straight to it. Brit, iOS 16. For me, this took the lion's share of the two-hour presentation. Uh... What was the most exciting thing you saw of the new features that it's going to have? Well, so I think there were actually a couple of quite exciting things about iOS. Um, I think the, the lock screen is cool. Um, it definitely, it pretty much makes iPhone have an always on display, essentially, which is what Android phones obviously had for a really long time. Um, but I'm not sure that that was the most exciting, except realization version of it. Um, but um, I actually really liked iCloud Shared Library. I thought that that was great because it yeah. means that you can basically share your photos without having to share your photos with everybody individually. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I thought that was clever in that sense. I, I don't know whether you have this. Is that, you know, you go to a party, you take a picture and then you get to the end and... and my wife's always like, oh, can you share those photos with me? And then you're like, how, how do I do it? Shall I airdrop them? Shall I text them? Shall I, yeah. whatever. And so the idea of this is you just, just you have one yeah. combined sort of photo library, don't you? Yeah. And I think the, the best thing about it was that you can do it directly from the camera app. There's going to be a button, isn't there, that essentially allows you to send those photos straight to that shared album. So it's great for like pet photos, kid photos, like anywhere that you'd actually like the amount of kids photos that we have that me and Matt share or share between us, but do it through messages or airdrop. It's going to be great for us. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Now let's go back to the uh, lock screen. Cause I think that was quite, uh, that was quite a big thing. Yeah. My personal feeling is that this is very much like the Apple watch watch faces. Yes, definitely. For your iPhone. Yeah. And I can see, although you don't, although Apple doesn't have an always-on display, it would make sense for them in iPhone 14 to launch an always-on display, so you can see these lovely, uh, see these lovely screens, and you know they would do that cutout. And they were telling, you know, they were kind of detailing after the keynote as well that you know there is, uh, you know, there's going to be a gallery of different different wallpapers and all these, you know, very similar to the UI of of the watch. Rick, do you uh, do you think that works? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I do like the look of them, like the customization options. But it was more the notification stuff that I quite liked that come up on the lock screen um, that will be happening in iOS 16, especially live activities. Yeah. Um, as a massive football fan, 
um, it is annoying that you get like 20, 30 different notifications during a football match saying someone has missed a penalty or, or what have you. The fact that you get this as like a, a one widget that is permanently mm. there, updating with live scores and live information. I really like that. And that's, that was probably, for me, that was the one bit that really stood out on the lock screen side. Yeah, I thought the other thing, going back to that, harking back to that watch, and this is, you know, why I felt it was so similar as well. The 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 widgets that you get that you can get will effectively, as as watch Apple Watch users call them, the complications. Yeah. Uh, they're the same code. So if you've got a complication on watch, then it's very easy for the dev to then just turn that and make that a complication or widget, sorry, on on the iPhone. So it'd be really interesting to see how that screen that comes, you know, the, when you turn on and you. I saw that you could also change the, you can have the pictures. This is where it gets really interesting. So the wallpapers can change. The pictures within the wallpapers can change depending on like on tap, daily, hourly, what have you. So you can float through. Or one of the things I found was quite interesting to do that is you can set it based on your focus. Yeah, I liked that. And you can then within going on from that, within the focus, you can then, so you could have a work focus screen. So like you don't have a picture of your kids when you're in that, mega board meeting with the, with the boss and you kind of your phone pops up and there's you drunk in a bar somewhere or on a beach you just have something boring and stayed instead um but then i thought that what's new as well is that you can then take that focus further and say right well after seven o'clock i don't want to see work emails and so you can actually then within mail for example say i don't want to see this account at this time which you know again is is for that distraction those people worrying about you know I don't want to see my work email at 11 o'clock at night before I go to bed. Uh, I thought it was a really nice touch. That also leads on to the fact that there's some changes to mail with iOS as well that um, means that there's better search and you can unsend stuff um, and you can, what's the other thing you could do? You could schedule, you could schedule yeah, emails, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, and you can do the same in messages on iMessage as well, it means you can unsend stuff and edit which is great right even whatsapp doesn't let you edit yet so yeah so the edit's really interesting because there is a 15 minute window yeah which is not the bad. editing but i think from i got to get clarification on this from again talking to people at the event there is this sense that you can it will reset every time you make a correction that 15 minutes okay. so if, if you can and you can change it infinitely so you can just keep on changing. But like, uh, I'm not sure whether you, if you're a listener and you use Slack, um, it will tell you that it's been edited. Right. So if you've, uh, the other person, so the other person can see that, you know, you've written something and then you've edited it, it will say this has been edited. So you know that you weren't imagining that they'd said that they called you a babe when your name is Gabe. And also correct, <laughs> got you wrong, which is what they used in the in the event itself. Um but I thought that was interesting. The only thing they didn't have on parity with with mail is that you can't, you won't be able to still get, you won't be able to schedule messages yet. No. Um, but you know, I think that's that's still a. That's okay. I mean, WhatsApp doesn't let you edit yet, and um, I mean, the window is a little bit longer for unsending stuff. I think it's like one hour and eight minutes or something really random. Like it's mm. a really strange time. Um, but it's still it's still good that you can unsend messages or that you can edit them, especially edit them. I think it is. Something yeah, I mean that's there's so many times I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> and what the irony was, I was even talking uh, at the event. I then was talking to uh, someone within the Apple PR team, 
and both of us made typos that we then had to, you know, then send another text to say, sorry, the above is a typo. Yeah. So we were like, oh, wouldn't it be helpful if we had this new feature now? <laughs> um, so, Rick, what was your favorite bit of iOS 16 before we move on to other things within the... I think mine was the Apple Pay stuff and specifically Apple Pay Later, which um, is not a new idea. Uh, Klarna does it. Amazon does it on its own websites and uh, PayPal offers a similar service. But being able to pay over um, with no interest, no fees over a four... Um, equal payments for mm. a, a, a fairly expensive uh, um, item is actually, especially during the cost of living crisis, especially now, is actually really handy. I do it quite a lot using both PayPal and um, and Amazon, uh, where I can spread the payments down to very, very easy chunks. Now, of course, this is something we've been doing since the 60s and 70s. Um, I remember my mum having a Littlewoods catalogue mm. and paying for my Sega Mega Drive get this over over different payments but you always had to pay interest yeah so you always ended up paying more for your item than you did before being able to do that but not pay a single penny more than it's worth is excellent that's really good and being able to do that straight on your phone is um i think is going to be a really handy feature for a lot of people yeah now not to i'm again this to be confirmed but the word the word on the street look at me so down with (laughs) down with the kids uh was that apple's just bankrolling this themselves there isn't, Which is, you know, because yeah. they've just got, we've got so much money in the bank, that, let's just do that, it anyway. The way that I see it is that that's exactly how Amazon and PayPal do it as well. Um, because obviously, um, if you don't have the money in your account, you might only have the money in your account for what, what the way that PayPal works. I don't know how Apple are going to do it, is it sends a little message to your bank saying, Can this person afford the entire amount if needed? The bank says, Yes, this person actually can afford the entire amount. So PayPal goes ahead and does it in the, right. in the equal payments. So, um, so, but then next month you might not be able to afford the the payment. Um, so obviously PayPal has to be able to bank bankroll that. There's lots of things that we need to confirm on this, but it also feels that, from what I can gather, this is just this will just automatically work with anybody that's already accepting pay, um, Apple Pay already. Yeah, so yeah. there's that sense of you, there's no the, further credit checks. The retailers don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. It's just when it comes to paying, it's like you want to pay by Apple Pay. Yep, great. Do you want to split over four payments? Okay, no problem. Yeah. Let's go. And it's not a credit agreement either. You don't. It's not like you have to sign any extra forms or or have a credit check, which is which is really important because what people sometimes forget is that every time you have a credit check against your name, it add, it takes away slightly from your credit score. I've turned it to Martin Lewis. Hang on. <laughs> um, so so you may not credit get credit in the future so the fact that it does it without a credit check is fantastic and just to warn you your financial uh your financial investments may go up or down depending on <laughs> please don't you know etc cetera, etc cetera. um okay so let's so so that's ios so i think that's you know we've there's there, there feels like there's lots of 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 cool features coming including you know a couple of big standouts uh and obviously, we're only on day one, and this is a public beta for this comes out in July. It will then probably come out in September. Yeah. Let's face it; that's when normally these things happen. Although it's not been confirmed, it's still the fall, uh, and we go from there. So let's uh, let's wrap that one up. So great, and move on to Watch OS Nine. Britt, what's your feelings on this? So there wasn't loads announced with Watch OS Nine. Certainly not as meant, not as much as iOS sixteen, but. They did add sleep tracking in like, I know they had it before, but it was not as good as other devices. Mm -hmm. So now you get a little bit more data, which is great for people that want 
that side of things. Um, oh, sorry, I just, I just fallen asleep. What, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Jet lag's really kicking in already. <laughs> the, uh, so you get REM sleep or you get REM deep and whether you're awake and that's exactly what Fitbit does. And you get the same graph, which is great because, I mean, if you are someone that likes to track your sleep, Apple Watch wasn't doing it as well as no, other no, devices it was before. So I think that's a definitely a big plus from that. And they've changed the workout um, app quite a lot. Um, often they used to add extra workouts, but they haven't done that yet. So whether that will happen in September or not. There's one. There's, uh, well, I think there's triathlon, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, there is. Multiple I think or they was because, yeah. yeah, so you could, it now can work out. They were saying it can now work out if you're running, cycling or, or yeah, swimming. Triathlete. Uh, so you can, you know, which is obviously really helpful rather than you having to do different things. Yeah. Um, the one I think most interesting for me on, on that, and I know you're probably just about to allude to it, was, is interval training, which yeah. is kind of that multidiscipline approach anyway. So. I also liked heart rate zones. They're changing it so that you can use heart rate zones and that will come up on your watch face, which actually is brilliant for when you are training like that as well, when you're mm. trying to do HIIT training and stuff. Um, so that I'm very excited about. You're not working hard enough, Britt. Just no, keep, I know. keep running, <laughs> keep running. As well. <laughs> yeah. Run faster. You're being too lazy. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, aside from that, I, I wouldn't say there was loads and loads of different things. There was a couple of accessibility things, um, a couple of notification things, whereby um, it will just have a little banner at the top when you're actually using your watch that will come up, so it won't interrupt quite as much. Um, if your if your wrist is down though you'll still get the full screen notifications on your watch mm. um the calendar one was quite good though actually because you can now add a new event from your wrist which you weren't able to do before so that will be that will be good i think um but aside from that i wouldn't say it did seem it directly it did yeah. seem very sort of minimal like it seemed to be like here's four watch faces like not even enough features that you can add on your fingers and then oh we're going to talk about health and you know and oh, medications and things like that oh, yeah, that, one, yeah. that was but, you know. that was just as well for me because i'm slightly bitter about the whole experience because i have an apple watch series three uh, yeah. and that means <laughs> that i will not be getting watch os9 on my yeah, watch that's, i think this is going to cause them a bit of i can see it's difficult isn't it i can see where it's going right the device is five years old yeah. but People are still, still buying the watch. And it, it still, still works. works. still works really well. And I know it's people have bought one in the last couple of months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like Britt has just said, they still sell it. <laughs> yeah. um, so they're still selling a watch that they know will not be able to be updated. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of skipped over it as soon as they said that, <laughs> as so soon as I found that out. Do you, do you think, let's, let's rumour mill for two seconds, presumably that means we'll get uh, we'll, the watch three will – Series three will retire in September, yeah. and we'll get something to replace it without That's a shadow it. of a doubt. I am, uh, in fact, I'm waiting for that. To be honest, I was already um, planning to upgrade. So the SE is a very good shoe in, though. It is. Or... It is. Um, my wife has an SE, and yeah. she loves it. And it's and I would say that it does everything that my Series three does anyway. So I don't it does see everything that you would want. Yeah, it to do really, it, it misses out a couple of things. It misses out the always on display. It misses out on um, the sort of sensors for ECG and the yeah um, SPO two. But it, it otherwise, I mean, you pretty much get exactly what most people would do with their Apple Watch on. And it still has a heart rate monitor, and it yeah. still has a load of other stuff. So, you know, the SE is a great watch. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'm now having to look at uh, upgrading. Yeah, so if you're uh, hopefully there will be one this year. 
Yeah, if you're looking to buy a new watch, don't buy a three. No. That's, that's basically the message, isn't it, from <laughs> yeah. that perspective? Yeah. Well, not unless you want, you know, if you want the new heart zone heart rate. Because I was going to, my wife has a three, and I was going to, you know, got home off the plane. I was like, hey, guess what? You, you know, I know you like interval training. It's going to be interval. Oh, no, there isn't going to be interval training on your watch. I won't say yeah. anything. <laughs> they might, though, do what they've done with the iPhone in the past, where they drop the price of the SE and then maybe keep the seven on and then launch yeah. the eight in September or something. Like they might yeah. just drop the prices a little bit so that it's more accessible, perhaps. I suspect that will be yeah. what's happening. Right. Okay. Uh, iPad OS 16 and Mac OS Ventura uh, was, a la- was launched and announced, or announced certainly. That will come later in the year, like everything else. Uh, there didn't seem to be a huge amount on iPad OS 16. And some things on Ventura as well. The main, a lot of these things, because of the way that everything is getting merged, the, a lot of the features that we've already discussed, like you know delayed messages and scheduled messages and things like that, are all coming to these platforms anyway. Uh, the big ones seem to be Stage Manager, which was a new way of interacting with your desktop. And I thought it was really interesting that it's yet another attempt to try and crack multitasking on your iPad. Um, but to try and make it stick a bit more this year, they're also introducing it to the Mac, and so you'll get used to using it on your Apple MacBook or you know your your Mac Mini or what have you, and then it will make a little bit more sense when you come to use it on your iPad. Having seen it on stage and having seen a demo of it, a couple of demos of it, and watched some videos online of people who've already downloaded the dev beta, I still don't 100% get it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of from from what I can gather, it's kind of like a it's like the desktop that you get on your Mac without the ability to save anything on the desktop, but only open four windows. But then have collect clusters of, of the apps that you're using that have got windows open down the left hand side. You can't have them right down the right hand side because I haven't thought of that yet. And left handers, <laughs> well, tough. So it's just yeah. Um, there was one bit of it that actually made sense to me and I being um, someone who edits photos quite a lot and then drops them into our website um, I can see the benefit of being able to take the photo and not have to then drag it down to the um, the, the apps bar down at the bottom of the screen mm-hmm. and then wait for the software to open so that I can then drop it into the into photoshop for example you can have photoshop just open already on the left hand side and you can have you can have your uh, the website open in and the it's middle not, and just drag it across and it's not restricted to like just the two apps on on the window so you can have them floating in any way you want at any size you want but you can only have four apps because it doesn't support more than that if you have a but if you add an additional screen because you've got an m1 ipad pro for example then i believe you can have another four apps so you can have eight yeah. apps in total so from dragging from like, and you can open a file when like a file, the files app have that. And so you can then drag from files to files, but you couldn't seem to be able to drag. You couldn't have two files windows opened. So you couldn't drag one file from one folder to another folder. What I didn't get from the event, and you can maybe clarify, Stu, is whether this will only be available on Apple Silicon devices. Because, um, because obviously I have an older iPad Pro prior, uh, prior to M1. And it wasn't clear whether or not it's going to be available on that as well, or whether it's just an M1, M2 feature. 
that is something I'm not. I th- I want to say it's M1 only. I want to say yeah. it's M1 only as well, but um, but, but I'm not. I couldn't. I, I wouldn't want to put my life on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because sometimes these things that will change. What I did think was interesting on the moving on from that, the only other port I thought was really cool was again about continuity. It's this new feature called continuity camera, which yeah, I thought that was cool. Allowed you to use your iPhone as long as it's running iOS sixteen with your Mac and treat it as a webcam in itself. That. Apple got very excited by the fact that gives you center stage for any Mac, including Intel-powered Macs. Uh, and that center stage is that thing where it kind of it just follows you around as you're moving and, and all the other stuff. Um, so, you know, that was that was interesting. There are some caveats. Uh, you have to have a 10R or above. Um, and it doesn't work on the iPad. Like, you can't use your iPad camera. And to get that new desk view which again, I think would be interesting for, you'll see a YouTube suddenly filled with like tutorials on, you know, here's how I made this craft work. And you've got people talking and stuff. It's the idea that you've got a camera above your head, you know, looking down a typical, uh, how Apple always used to do those demos where, you know, they've got them on the desk. Uh, You need an iPhone 11 or above because it basically uses the wide angle camera that it knows that's sitting on your, on your, on the top of your computer. But that is, it still works. It, from the demos, it looks great. It yeah, does. Sure. No, yeah. It's just amazing um, that it's only just coming out, really. You didn't uh, think that this would have happened ages ago. I did immediately think, though, is that he showed it with a um, a custom clip that clips to the top of your Mac. Yes. And and I'm just sort of wondering how much that clip's going to cost. <laughs> yeah, well, with Belkin, didn't they? <laughs> that's Belkin. So it shouldn't, I mean, it will be, it's probably going to be 50 quid, isn't it? But I'm surprised Apple haven't made that clip and charged you a hundred pound for it but there is you know it, it i thought it was interesting and, and um do i really want to sit in a coffee shop and balance my iphone yeah. my 1500 pound iphone off the back of my macbook uh and hope that the clip works i mean you've got to you know it's got to be pretty robust doesn't it my um my iphone is probably heavier than my macbook considering <laughs> i've got the 12 inch <laughs> which is a wonderful segue thank you ever so much to talk about the new macbook air (laughs) maybe you need to upgrade to this uh rick do you want to tell us a bit about this and i can then tell you what i thought yeah absolutely um new macbook air and specifically a macbook air that will debut the m2 chip now the m2 chip uh is it this is a little complicated in the fact that apple has an m1 chip an m1 pro chip an m1 ultra chip is it pro and it's it's m1 m1 m- pro m1 max m1 ultra that's it and uh and the m2 chip kind of only replaced the m1 chip it's not as powerful as the other three really correct but w- but what it does do is it does improve um performance quite dramatically and specifically graphics performance um which is re- which is excellent um it even allowed them to start talking about video games in a more serious manner than they probably ever talked about before um but the new chipset is coming in this MacBook Air which looks pretty much like a MacBook Pro and this is where you come in Stu because you've actually played with all I have yeah there was a demo after the event we got shuffled into uh into the top of Steve Jobs theater actually uh for a demo area uh, to play with it um it's very light. 
I mean, it is really light, certainly. Like, I would put it akin to the lightness of the iPad Air in that sort of, oh, if I cut it in my hand kind of thing. Uh, very thin and, you know, noticeably so. It's that, it's lost the, it's taken the brute, the, the brutal, robust sort of straight edges of the MacBook 14 inch. So you don't get the kind of that curvature underneath the, underneath, or certainly even the wedge design that you used to get with the Air. Um, and just kind of try to make it as, as, as thin as possible. To give you an idea of the thinness, it's, I think it's 11 millimeters thin, which is just only ever so slightly bigger than the three and a half mil uh, headphone jack that you put you can put in on the side. Um, it kind of it is powered by the M2. The, the interesting thing about the M2 is like, like Apple very keen to try and suggest that M1 is four different classes of chip. And so although this is the M2, it doesn't replace all of the M1 classes of chip. It only replaces the M1 class of chip. So you've got to see that the M1 Pro is better. You know, even, even the M1 Pro is even still even better than the entry-level M2 chip. So that's that's the best way to look at it. Although then they go to, they say that and then they confuse things by saying, oh, well, yes, but we've also added 4K, 8K support for M2, which is obviously better than M1 Pro and M1 Max, but don't worry about that. And you're like, what? <laughs> Like yeah. what have you just said? So, um, so yeah. So I think it's you know from a, it's gone up slightly in price. It's now twelve fifty in the UK, fifteen hundred euros for some reason, uh, and uh, about twelve hundred euro, uh, twelve hundred dollars in the US. Um, so it has gone up. They're still keeping the M one, the older M one MacBook Air, because they wanted to make sure they've got that nine 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 price point, and they've still they've put the M two into the thirteen inch MacBook Pro. That's the one with the touch bar, but I really, I really don't understand why you'd even think about buying that because the, you know, the the M two um, M two MacBook Air is just it's just light years ahead, so to speak, uh, pretty much on all fronts. Uh, it looked really nice. It was uh, the the midnight is uh, midnight. There's four colorways: um, the usual silver, grey, uh, starlight, and then midnight. Sound like I'm just going to sing and start singing and bursting into tune. Um, and the midnight's kind of like it's black, but in one light. And then if you if you move it slightly in the shine, it becomes blue. So which was which was nice. But it was it was it was very it's a very nice device. It did surprise me that they didn't adopt um, IMAX style coloring. Yeah, me for, too. And I'm quite for the sad MacBook that they didn't. I thought that that would be the differentiation between it and the Pro. Um, that it would you would be able to get a more fun color. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, if you want color, the only the thing I did think was 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 kind of a new direction for Apple is that the MagSafe charger, which it now comes with, bring that back, hey, uh, the is braided uh, like the they've started doing elsewhere on some of the uh, like the Mac Studio and things, and it's the braided color is the same as the color of the device that you buy. <laughs> so if you get the midnight one you get kind of a slightly blue cable and if you get the silver gray it's, it's a darker cable well there you go wow <laughs> <laughs> it does look good though and i am tempted um by it anyway now we've got a few more bits and pieces that they kind of teased or alluded to uh one that interested you quite a lot when we were talking about this earlier uh rick was carplay yeah absolutely um, i'm a big carplay user in my vehicle of choice um and it has it has needed a kind of refresh or a redesign for a while um it it 
I'd say that um, uh, it just needed to come into the Apple family a bit more. It looks like an old iPhone, basically, hmm. when in operation. Um, and the new CarPlay looks exactly like that. It looked, it looked, it reminded me immediately of the Apple Watch, the design language of the Apple Watch with the hmm. different fonts and the and the way that widgets worked and and just different things. But my big question. Uh, for starters, it's not coming for a while. It was a tease. But my big question is, will it be backward compatible with existing CarPlay vehicles or will it only appear on new vehicles from, I think they said, 2023? You might be able to answer that a bit more, Stu. Yeah, the, but it's late 2023. I think the interesting thing about CarPlay that I took away from the announcement was that they are keen to, at the moment, it is just an infotainment system. You 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 get in your car... And then you say, oh, I want navigation support, or I want music. And that's kind of all the CarPlay does, isn't it, really? Um, coming late, late 2023, and then probably, so that really in reality means 20, 2024, by the time you actually, you know, the car is in a car, and then you can actually buy the car and go on the road with it, um, is that they are they've, they're doing what everybody else wants to do at the moment, which is design and develop the entire car ecosystem like telematics and everything think apple car but in your volkswagen or or, or where else yeah, wherever else you can put in i think kia and, and quite a lot of cars support um support apple carplay now don't they anyway yeah most so, most but this is apple yeah. taking over your your dashboard effectively not i think just apple the infra- said by the way 94 percent of uh car manufacturers now yeah. support Every everybody but everybody but Tesla, basically. Yeah. So um, you know, this is Apple not just wanting to give you the opportunity to use Apple Maps or to use Apple Music in your car, but it's the ability for them to provide you with all the telematics. So your speed, your energy efficiency, all of it. And if you think of if you could think that they can do this to cars like Jaguar or Land Rover or what have you and control that all of a sudden it suddenly means that it's that everybody's got an Apple car. Remember, Rick, a long time ago, we used to talk about Apple TV and it's like, Apple, we're going to make a TV. And then they just actually just came out with the interface and stuck it with that. I perceive this is their now, this is their new goal for CarPlay is that let's not make, let's not worry about making the whole car. Let's just make all cars look like the car we want them to be inside. That's exactly my takeaway as well. I think the, the, the constant rumours of them making their own car is actually a red herring. I think that the team that they've built to at Apple to work on car stuff is entirely focused on working with manufacturers to essentially run all of the software within their cars. Yeah. So, um, so your dashboard is is part of the CarPlay experience. Um, I don't know if people have seen the Mercedes EQX, the incredible um, Mercedes futuristic cars that they're developing, whereby the entire dashboard across the passenger side as well is an OLED panel. Um, that's kind of the idea behind CarPlay as well. That it just it it everything is a touchscreen, everything is a screen, and you have widgets, you have weather information, you have everything you could possibly want all run through one central infotainment system. And that's what Apple wants. And I think that's what the Apple car team have actually been developing. I don't think they've been developing an actual car. Kind of makes sense to do it that way though, because actually they're good at software. So 
Yeah. And and car manufacturers aren't really. <laughs> yeah, um, and less less good at axles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know it's it's that it, it, to me it's it's kind of it allows them to get in the game without getting too in the game because they turn it turned out they never needed to buy you know never needed you to buy a TV because they were making TV on lots of different screens anyway. So, I am surprised though that they never got a manufacturer to put Apple TV as its central platform. That is one thing I am surprised by. You never know. There we go. Yeah, you never know. Now the final thing, which was very quickly talk about was wasn't announced. Which is that there was a lots of rumours coming up and lots of hope, perhaps, that they'd launch AR glasses. Now, yeah. the rumours went from we're going to, they're going to launch everything uh, to uh, it would just be the sort of a tease for it, just to get developers ready and from a framework perspective. Obviously, there was a lot of announcements in the two hours that they had on stage, uh, but no AR glasses. Britt, why, why do we think this was? Maybe it wasn't ready, or maybe the platform <laughs> for it wasn't quite ready, or I don't know. Like it, I mean, there was so there's so many rumors about it, but and there's no smoke without fire, right? So I feel like there's something coming, but maybe it wasn't quite where they wanted it to be yet. Although it is quite strange because you'd think that they would have said something about it so that developers can do something with it in time mm. for a launch later on this year, but perhaps it wasn't quite there maybe it doesn't meet their requirements like that air power mat that didn't make yeah it. that never made it yeah <laughs> i'm i wonder if air aros which we did expect to be um at least teased um it, i wonder if it's gonna it's so big for them that they're actually going to plan a special event just for it um and they didn't want to muddy the waters because they're so proud of ipad uh sorry ios 16 clearly you know, they dedicate so much time to it. They're so proud of the way it now looks that maybe they just didn't want to soften the story. Yeah, I mean, there's enough. It's easy to say that it could be that they mentioned something in in uh, September at the big fall event, but then you know, actually have a proper event in October, like they do with the second. You know, when they kind of have the second thing, it could be that they, you know, we see something at the beginning of next year. I, I think. For me, I suppose it was a bit of wishful thinking that it would be really nice for them to have. I thought personally they might use WWTC as a one more thing just to tease, you know, this think, think, start thinking more about AR devs, get, you know, think about it a bit more because something is coming. We're not going to tell you what. And then that kind of starts to build momentum. Apple products do really well when there is that momentum. I remember even covering the original iphone launch and that was a good two to three years before the iphone you know came out that they might be doing something about a phone and every time you'd go to another event it'd be like oh nothing about the phone this time you know is there going to be something and then when it did come you were like oh yeah that all makes sense now because they've been they've been educating you behind the scenes for the last couple of years that this is coming and that's exciting um, you know, and therefore it's not a shock when it does appear because you're like, oh, why is that, that makes obvious sense, blah, blah, blah. What I did think was interesting was that every announcement at WWDC, and as I was sitting there watching it, um, everything you could say, you could sit through it. This is going to sound really cheesy, but through a certain lens, you could say, oh, yeah, that would be perfectly suitable for AR, or that would make perfect sense for AR. Or, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea for a pair of AR glasses. You know, the, all the stuff in iOS, like the live text, the translation stuff, you know, these the, the better dictation things, you know, 
the, the watch faces, all these things adding up, you know, the CarPlay stuff, all, all of this stuff. You go, yeah, I could easily see. Just bolt that into a pair of glasses, off you go. So I think it's, for me, it's not very much a if now. I think it's just a when. I think we will see AO glasses from Apple in, in good time when we're still trying to work out and pin that down. But I think that, you know, this is clearly everything is gearing up to get all the tools and all the, you know, all the capabilities ready. So when they do launch something, you go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it now. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't an accident that it wasn't announced at WWDC for sure, because it never is with them. So. Even, the, even the silicon stuff ties into it. More power efficient, smaller, generates less heat. Cool. And with that, that's all for this week's show. Thank you ever so much to Britt and Rick for joining us and discussing everything. Thanks for listening. Until next time, pip pip. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.